Hello, everyone, and welcome back to... I keep looking the wrong way because I forgot we switched oh, sides. Take okay. two. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Do We Know Them? I'm Lily Marston, <laughs> here with Jesse Smiles, and we've made it to episode 63. You didn't see me, but I looked at the sign, okay? Lily always looks at the sign, and I never do, and people are like, when is Jesse gonna look at the sign? Well, today. Someone commented, they were like, when do you think Jesse's gonna notice that Lily looks at the sign? I'm like, I think she noticed, she just doesn't do it. I'm just doing my own thing, swinging my head back and forth. Thought we were just vibing. Like a giraffe. Remember when you were, like, obsessed with giraffes? Yeah, that was a weird time in my life. Uh... <laughs> What was that about? I feel like our... Uh, never mind. Tangent we don't need. <laughs> wow, Lily, that's growth. I know. Who was I talking to the other day? They're like, yeah, I feel like you guys can just like... <laughs> something about how we just like talk and talk and talk. You and have like, no idea. Oh, that's not so much like a skill as much as it is um, my ADHD and then I think the alcohol by the end of filming. And if you think that like we go on tangents, you don't see what we cut out. We maybe repeat ourselves 17 times per topic. I'll be getting to the last part. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> We're just like, and like we said before, I'm like, well, what, then why do you have to say it again? Why? What's the point? Or we get to the, I get to the end of like adding assets and it's like one little, like the Poot Lovato thing at the end of it. And I'm like, and who's, it's, I'm no pointing fingers, but it's, it's always never, you. <laughs> it's never when we're filming that it's the problem because I'm always like, yeah, great. Longer episode. Perfect. But then it's when I'm editing it and I'm like, mm, I just want this to be done. But at least people really like the amount of assets that we put in. Like the majority of people enjoy watching because we do include so much like context via assets. So I hope so because it takes a lot of time. Sorry. Also, I feel like there's been a few like little glitches here and there um, with the neon thing. I... <laughs> Like, I put one on the first asset that you had added into the video for the last episode. And it's, like, not with the transition and it's just on screen blank. And I'm just like, Ugh. there's so many times I'm like, I wouldn't have left it like that if I saw it like that. It's like something gets moved later or so. I don't I get so frustrated because I'm like, I never would have chosen to do that. I'll be, like, at the last topic and then it'll be, like, a random text message from the beginning. I'm like, you know. It, things happen. It's hard. There's so many things and like our timelines are a disaster. Nobody cares about this. Well, and our then when I color it too, like even I had a few James Charles clips in the last one and like it was on the same track as your stuff. So I just copied and pasted your thing to all of it. So instead of him being full screen one time, he just like takes your place. <laughs> I didn't see that. And then like, what's funny is we have some people who repost our clips onto TikTok. They'll repost clips that I guess they like what we're saying in there, but there'll be, there'll be glitches of like us disappearing or like something Literally, happening. That'll like, like be how I found out that there was a glitch. I'm like, oh shit. You know, it's kind of like a fun little surprise. Like, what are you going to get? You know, it's kind of like helps with engagement. Yeah. Right? <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, today's episode, we have a few topics we want to talk about, but we only have two we for sure want to talk about and then maybe a, a third. There's um, no like big, huge thing happening right now. Thank I feel God. like we're all just kind of recovering from Yeah, COVID. I was about to say, I feel like we need uh, we need a break from everything. Do we want to start with um, the true crime YouTuber? That one was something. I feel like then the second topic would be a little bit more. Yeah, I was going to say, start with the darker one. Yeah. yeah. What's her name? Zav Girl? Zav Girl. So Zav Girl is apparently a true crime YouTuber. I don't know, have we actually touched on it before? Because I know you and I personally have had discussions on true crime YouTubers as a whole. I feel like we briefly mentioned it like in passing for 
for certain things. Like I have talked about how like the Idaho four murders um, right. on TikTok, it was literally like people like guessing the, I compared it to like guessing the plot of White Lotus because it was like, well, what if this person did it? And I'm like, these are real people and they're al- like, what are you doing? Stop. That whole culture online has harbored this weird ass desensitized group of people. And what's interesting is that I used to consume a lot of true crime content, like every day. The way that I consume like Fortnite streamers is the way that I used to consume like true crime. And I even saw myself able to like be doing the dishes while I'm hearing about someone being like dismembered. Like that's not right. Something's off there. And I started realizing that later on. Well, and I've said before, like I think there is like a level like that I feel like for the most part, like most people have of morbid curiosity for those kind of things. Like even like murder mysteries and like fictional murder things have always been very popular and horror movies and stuff like that. So I feel like there is something about like being like disturbed that is intriguing for some reason to people? we like. Yeah. Uh, like as humans, I don't really understand the psychology behind it, but there are respectful ways to cover it, I think. We've probably mentioned that like Kendall Ray works with the victims a lot. I am a big true crime consumer, <laughs> I would say. So I don't necessarily only consume stuff that has been done in conjunction with the victims, though I do think that that's definitely the best way to handle it. But I think there are also creators that do handle it respectfully that don't feel like they're exploiting things or like going against victims' wishes or, for example, getting autopsy photos and putting them behind a paywall on your Patreon. Yeah, that may or may not be what we're talking about today because there is a YouTuber, and I do want to preface all of this. I mean, I know we're already talking about true crime, but before we get into this, like the nature, we're not going to obviously like talk in depth about this person's death or anything, but there is discussion of the death of an 11 year old boy, I think he was. The whole case itself is very disturbing, but we're not gonna be like diving into it. We're gonna be talking about what this true crime YouTuber Zav Girl did in regards to this poor kid's death because it is just a perfect display of true crime gone wrong on YouTube and how people lose sight of the plot here, of like what we're trying to do. Like I understand, to me, I totally understand the missing cases ones. Like the people who don't work with victims of the family, but I like are trying to get the word out yeah, there, yeah, like yeah. this person's missing, that I totally get. It's questionable, I don't know. There's a lot of icky true crime YouTubers and people that in my opinion just, they look like they're having a little bit too much fun. I always got the weirdest vibe and I don't know if I'm gonna get canceled for this, gosh. I need a break from making people upset, but like literally that Bailey Sar- I Sarian? Yeah, yeah. Sarian? Well, I'm like, I don't think you'll get canceled because she basically got canceled. I mean, she didn't really, I think she's still doing fine. Oh. But she got a lot of flack. I don't even remember. Oh, yes, I do. It was the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. She tweeted something out. It was like, damn it, it's over already. People were not happy about it because they were like, uh, this isn't for your entertainment. This is an actual trial of people's lives. I'm not like an active viewer of hers at all. I've only like skimmed through some random videos on my, you know, suggestions page or whatever. But her talking about murder while doing her makeup, like we joke about people doing get ready was with me, like while saying random stories and we don't even like that. But like, I always found it a little bit too lax for the situation. It's not even, I mean, not to give her any way out, but like, 
that's a genre. What do you mean? People do like true crime while they're doing a mukbang or specifically true crime in makeup is like a huge thing on YouTube. Didn't Stephanie Sue do the mukbang like true crime? She still does. Pipeline. See, that's weird. It's like we're eating while talking about people die. Like sit down, have the composure that it's deserving of. Like I just don't yeah, like that. Yeah, well, and so the Bailey Sarian one, like it's interesting that it wasn't even her actual content that was the thing that got people mad because I think that was what triggered everyone to then go look at her content and be like, oh, it is kind of weird that she's just like happy and doing makeup. And like joking and yeah, she's very lighthearted about it. Did you miss me? Good. I missed you. Hi friends, how's it going today? I hope you're having a wonderful February 1st. Yes. Um, I am so excited to be back. I am um, here. Hi, my name is Bailey Sarian, and today is Monday, which means it's murder, mystery, and makeup Monday. And I always found that weird, but people love her. Like, love her, love her. I was like, okay, I guess. Something about it just gives me an ick. Yeah. And it's distracting. Like, I want to hear the actual story. I don't want to see you do your makeup. Before we get to, like, the actual topic, Lisa sent me this the other day, and I was dying. Because I guess people are, I don't know if they're actually, like, being canceled, but one of the first really popular true crime podcasts was My Favorite Murder. I don't know any of them. I've never listened to it, but I've definitely heard of it before. And I guess people have been coming for them recently, and this is a parody, and... Oh my God. If I pass this on TikTok and someone didn't like send it to me and tell me what it was ahead of time, I would have to kind of take a second and be like, is this a parody or is this real? Because this is genuinely how a lot of them sound. If you love this episode of I Love Brutal Death, it's my favorite. Please join our Patreon. I know if Amanda was alive, she'd be a Patreon member. Thank oh God my. for true crime. What would I do if people weren't getting brutally murdered? This is the best job. We're in the top three comedy podcasts. We'd be Conan this week. Guess you could say we're killing it. Murdering the game. OMG, I'm dead. You're dead. Amanda's dead. I know the police report said she died from kidney failure failure and her boyfriend was across the country but I still feel like her boyfriend did it. We'll leave his contact information in the description of this episode. Please brutal deathers harass him and help us solve Brutal this deathers? Give us access to the autopsy but as soon as she's in the ground we'll dig it up. Shout out to our sponsor Lululemon. No hotter way to get killed than in one of their new workout sets. Remember brutal deathers stay hot and don't get shot. Slay but don't get slayed. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I mean it's not amazing. It's fucked up but like the like oh my there's it's very meta. It's a whole culture of like people who just don't give a fuck anymore. In terms of this situation, it's interesting because it's actually not even someone that is like blatantly desensitized. It's not someone doing makeup. It's not a mukbang while they're telling a true crime story. And I don't even think they have like a ton of subscribers. She has 87.4 thousand now. Oh, weird. Actually, like we're just scrolling through her page to get a feel for her because we don't, we're not active viewers of her channel. And one of their most popular videos that has 743,000 views says, Shanann Watts coming home from airport. Okay, so then that's already yeah, I'm like, tells me that this person is playing into the, hey guys, we're all detectives. Help me figure out what happened. But it seems like she does use a lot of of court provided footage, which is going to come into play in a minute for why she has been canceled basically. But um, it reminds me a lot of, if any of you have seen uh, JCS Criminal Psychology, he is like one of the biggest true crime YouTube channels out there and he doesn't even upload very often. He used to, and then YouTube would demonetize and take down most of his videos. They get like 
40 million views. They're insane. But he very much bases them all around mostly interrogation footage. And then he interjects and like pauses and explains like the tactics the detectives are using or like if the person's like obvious about lying. Yeah, I really like that kind of aspect of true crime. It's just the victim shit that gets a little bit too much for me. But I love to know their psychology of like, why the fuck did you do that? Absolutely. And especially seeing them interact with cops and stuff like once they've been caught, it's always kind of just like, again, a morbid curiosity that it's interesting. But he definitely, I think you could credit him with like kind of launching a whole nother genre of true crime. Because there's even channels that have like inspired by JCS in their titles because it's that well known. I remember because he left YouTube for a while and he started a Patreon and he only had one tier and it was for a dollar but he had 30,000 patrons. Oh, wow. So he's getting $30,000 a month for like one video. Okay, but what was he distributing on Patreon? The same stuff that he would put on YouTube, which it wasn't mm. like autopsy footage, for example. But so basically I think it appears that she, as along with a lot of other people, have leaned into that whole like court requested documents, the footage that most people don't have access to, but you can have access to if you just know where to look or know who to ask. And I think it's insane that anyone can request it. I get that there is a Freedom of Information Act and that's the whole point is like, so people can request the information, but they should maybe be a little more selective in who they grant it to. Here's the thing. I feel like it's a, a fine line because the Freedom of Information Act by nature has to be freedom to information. You know what I mean? Like it's like if it's accessible, then it has to be accessible to all to a certain extent. However, I think that just because you can access it doesn't mean you should access it. I think that accessing it alone, like in this case, was a complete like violation of privacy. But there's an interesting little tidbit here, which is that this poor child's body was found in Florida, right? And there are laws to protect imagery of minors in this type of situation in Florida. So what actually is really fucked about this situation is that she did get the case files. She got access to all of it, right? Through the Freedom of Information and Act. And also not to give her any kind of out or anything, but um, that she didn't request the autopsy photos, which is the reason that she's under fire right now she apparently just requested the court documents in general right so she wasn't like specifically seeking out the autopsy photos although when she got them th what she did with them is not okay yeah but they absolutely in this case because of that law in florida they should have been redacted like before they were given to her somebody had a job to take those pictures out of that case file and not allow any access to it like literally by law the only people that should have had access to that is the family well and i wonder though because maybe because it spanned multiple states because the actual trial and stuff took place in Colorado. But if they did the autopsy in Florida, that law applies to that. Well, I mean, it feels like it should just be a law that you can't get autopsy photos. <laughs> Honestly, again, I know it's not illegal. Like she didn't obtain all of this illegally necessarily. I think that her distributing it because she got it in error, there might be some legality issues there for sure. But she did obtain the case file legally. However, someone fucked up like really really bad and then gave her the pictures and you would think that as a human being when you see a 11 year old's body in that state the last thing that you would ever do in any universe would be to share that I'm talking I wouldn't even share that with family like if I saw it I would literally be like oh my oh my god like if it I feel sent so that to anyone I knew they would be like disturbed <laughs> yeah literally but because of this true crime bubble and kind of the world that has been created with all of this content surrounding cases like this she decided okay i'm not gonna put this on youtube 
obviously, thank God, that at least that happened. But instead, what she ended up doing was putting it behind a paywall on her Patreon for how much is it? It was only like $3. Oh, great. I was like, not that that makes it any better. She even claims in her apology, which we'll watch in a minute, she claims that she put it behind the paywall not because she like, thought people would pay for it and it would make her more money. She was like, no, I did it so it wouldn't be out there for everyone to see. Like she thought that that would give it more exclusivity. Oh, just put it behind a paywall of $3. No, that's really limiting. Exactly. And also there's no like vetting that goes into who has a Patreon. You can make a Patreon account in two seconds. It could be a weird pedophile. It could be someone who's into necrophilia. Like it could literally be the worst fucking, it could be a serial killer. And like, hello? There's no way to monitor Like. Yeah, you can put a video only on Patreon, but you don't have any control over what people are going to do with it. They can screen record it and show it to whoever they want. Oh, 100%. And I do want to say she didn't just like post the autopsy. I didn't see them, obviously. But from what I understand, it wasn't just her being like, come see Gannon's like autopsy pictures. It was included in like something. She edited down like a, a video, which I definitely have not seen, but she overlaid it with like the coroner's like voiceover. Jesus. Well, yeah, so she had her own little creation and showed these pictures and people did see them. A lot of people immediately, rightfully so, were absolutely horrified by this because I feel like people have been getting away with this Patreon shit for a little bit too long where they're like, YouTube won't let me see this. Come check it out on my Patreon. It's like, okay, girl, like relax. I don't know. I feel like a lot of time people are just bullshitting and just using Patreon. And that's the thing. It's like, yeah, that's true to a certain extent. But like, if there's something that's like that graphic, like, maybe like, don't maybe do it. Don't exactly. Show it. Especially with the true crime community, I would be very, very careful with who has a Patreon and what they're distributing on there. Because even if it's just more true crime content, it feels weird to have to like hate them. Well, I don't know. It's, it's like, like kind of like, oh, the more salacious stuff goes on the Patreon because it's not allowed anywhere else too. Like, yeah, but also it's like, okay, if you're making money on content surrounding victims, are those families getting any of it? I'm not saying that all true crime YouTubers have to donate their entire salaries, especially if they're like working with families and helping them and using their platform for good. But like, that's one thing people have an issue with where they're like, your whole career is profiting off of people's misfortune versus literally you are making money just off of that. So I don't know, the, the true crime Patreon uh, platform is a little weird to yeah, me. Yeah, well, and then in her situation, it's like she didn't even have that many subscribers. So anyone that's kind of like, oh, cancel culture, blah, blah, like, no, it's just people had morals and were like, this is fucked up. And she didn't yeah. see that it was. Like she defended it at first. Well, that's what we're gonna get into. So when people started calling Zav Girl out, she decided to take to YouTube and put a little community post. It's also worth pointing out that like, I would assume the reason that she would have been driven to do this and think that it's okay is because one, she's been desensitized and two, because the true crime community is huge now like that is such a big content thing that how is she gonna make her content different from someone else's how's hers gonna stand out well if she has exclusive material and the fact that you would kind of even whether she was doing it subconsciously or purposefully the fact that you would be prioritizing like oh well people would want to see this like and like getting competitive in a space as sensitive exactly as like just being like what can i get first yeah. and how much can i get and then you end up making life ruining decisions like this and um like i said she went to her YouTube community page and uploaded this. Hey guys, I want to address what's going on right now with the Gannon autopsy slash coroner video I created. Unfortunately, this seems to be something where people are very divided on how they feel about it 
and I'm hearing a lot from both sides. The reality of the situation is that different people feel differently about this. Oh, that's revolutionary. Some people genuinely think making a video, including the autopsy photos, is bad, and I respect their opinion and feelings. Other people, like myself, think of autopsy photos and the coroner discussing such explaining them as interesting and informative, and are able to view it all in a more scientific, detached way. It's just one of those things where it depends on the person. Uh, I'm gonna stop you right there. Like, ma'am, if you are not like a scientist or have some kind of criminal law job where that, like, you're basically saying that this is entertainment for you. Well, yeah, and also even coroners and people in that field and people who work at they morgues are absolutely like heartbroken when cases like this, because Gannon's was so, you know, horrible and graphic. They are humans. Like they feel fucking awful for these people. And I, I've heard of people working at morgues and stuff just like literally crying after doing things like this. So yeah, that's just, it was not the right take. But then she continues on. This is not even halfway through. Oh no, it's long. I'm not adamantly against taking down the video if people are truly unhappy with it. And I will absolutely consider doing that. But right now, it seems that there are a lot of other people who are acting in bad faith and creating lies for fun and excitement in order to pit others against me. If you've heard the latest rumor that I've been distributing photos of Gannon's genitalia, I assure you that I have not, and in parentheses, says, and his genitalia isn't visible in any of the autopsy photos in the autopsy slash coroner video. So it's a bit difficult to sort through what's what. The fact that her logic is, I wasn't showing his genitals. Yeah, like I didn't show his genitals. So it's fine. It's like, we're actually talking about the whole body here. This is not the case, but I'm like, I feel like that's the least of our concerns right now. You were literally showing a dead body of an 11 year old. I mean, yes, like, it would have been you... extra gross if she was showing that, but it's still like, You've already passed this threshold of like, fucked up, morally not okay. And then you're like, well, I didn't show his genitalia. She says, when there are other creators who have the same autopsy photos up right here on YouTube for public viewing on their channel where anyone can stumble across them and they are not being attacked as I am right now, it becomes obvious that some of this hate I'm receiving is not genuine and is being done for other reasons. YouTube drama gets clicks. Point them out, girly. Let's fucking, I'm, listen, I have enough pitchforks to go around. Who's doing that? Okay, well, fuck them all. How about fuck everybody who's doing that? Like, that's the thing. It's like, it's not like, well, someone else did it. You didn't get mad at that. Like, no, what, what, why are we deflecting blip? Like you shouldn't have done it. Why does it matter if anyone I else bet you did anything it? she's referring to like a channel with like 70 subscribers or something like that, that she just I happened mean, to see, and that, which like, is bad. It doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, like everyone shouldn't be doing it. We'll go, uh, right. Like get your pitchfork. We'll go after them too. Yeah, literally. But like the reason we're talking about you isn't because it's fun and exciting. It's because this is fucked and people need to have this conversation because Apparently people like you don't realize that it is. She says, I understand some of you have issues with me charging money on my Patreon for the video. If I was charging money for the autopsy files alone or something like that, I think I'd see your point. But in this case, I spent a lot of time and worked hard putting together a video lining up the coroner's audio and descriptions along with the appropriate part of the photos she is describing and editing it together to try to make it as informative as possible for the viewer. That is what I'm charging for, which I would hope you agree is understandable. No. I don't agree. No. The fact that you are thinking it's okay because you spent time editing it. Nobody gives Instead a of just like putting a zip file on Google Drive. Like, no. I don't care how long it took you to edit as an editor. Don't care. Like, it, it took you, what, a day, two days? Even a little weirder that 
She did spend some. I'm like, so you looked at them for a very oh, a long time. Yeah, that's a good point. Ew. She says, anyway, thank you to those who have reached out to me with your take on it in a respectful way who understand this is simply a bit of a gray area as to what is socially acceptable and what isn't. Like I said, I'm not against removing the video and I care what you think, but it's hard to make sense of it all when I'm getting some very seriously unhinged threats being made against myself and my loved ones. And those threats are coming from those who claim I'm doing something morally objectionable. For those of you who are willing to discuss this rationally and want to communicate your thoughts, please comment on this post as I might not see it anywhere else. After I deal with the threats, I will come back and read everything here so I can get an idea on the best way to proceed based on all of your input. And I'll just give you a little spoiler alert. The comments section was ablaze, girly. The comments section was on fire. Well, that's, I'm like, did she put a poll underneath? And it was gonna be like, if 51% of people say I have to take the video down, then I will. I don't think this is up anymore. But if it is, I will look through the comments. When I did look at the comments when I saw it in real time, you could just scroll for days. It was people fucking pissed. The fact that she's trying to make it seem like there's like an even split of people being like, yeah, yeah, not, not so even. No, <laughs> like there's a few weirdos in there that maybe think it is, but. Again, we touch this every fucking time someone's getting quote unquote canceled. We understand it's not comfortable for a big group of people to tell you you're wrong. I actually just went through this on this channel. It's not fun. You're not gonna be like frolicking through the woods in a little picnic dress. Like it's it's not fun and we understand that. But this is such a condescending way to be like, well, you know, I think I see it your way and my way. But honestly, there's just some people who just want clicks. And what's really interesting that I found when I was looking at some Reddit threads surrounding her is that there was an old Reddit thread where someone was commenting that she had a deleted Patreon video. It says, I recently heard about the case on Leticia Stotch and about Zav Girl's video with allegedly public info where I can find that video, blah, 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 whatever. And someone answered like, she didn't take it down, Patreon did. So I don't even think this was like the first Gannon Leticia Stotch video that she put on Patreon that actually got taken down by Patreon, apparently. This is what this person said. I don't think this girl should be on Patreon. I don't know. Well, like, is she- She's not anymore. They took her off. Uh, um, Patreon took her off? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Something like of this caliber, I'm not surprised that they acted quickly. But I think it's even interesting that if you look at her community tab, uh, that is deleted, the thing you were reading. But from three weeks ago, there's, hey, you all, so I got a bunch of Letitia Stodge case files I'm gonna be releasing. So there's some new videos and info and also some videos they played in court, but the quality wasn't the best. So I have the originals where it's not a recording of a crooked TV screen, LOL. So even to that, I'm like, then why, did, how do you, do you get, like in a situation like that, she should not have access to these high quality videos if no one else did. She backtracked pretty quickly after this community post went way south and she uploaded an apology that I think it's only three minutes. So I feel like we can watch it, but you know us, we'll make that into 45 minutes real quick. <laughs> Pausing it every two seconds. But this is her uh, apology apparently. And it's titled, my apology to Gannon's family and everyone I hurt. And I want to preface this really quick because I did see a clip, a news clip. This hit like national news. People were talking about it. I saw that and then, because the reason I even came across it to begin with is um, Brian Enton, who I know I first uh, became familiar with during the Idaho murders is because he was covering it really closely. Or no, it was a Gabby Petito. He works for an actual news station and is like a very dedicated reporter. And he went on the air and like did a whole statement about how fucked up this was. So I think he honestly brought a lot of the attention to it. It was something um, that, that just has me really, really upset. And I don't usually stay mad about things, but this is one of those things that I can just still sort of feel myself fuming over. Normally I'm even tempered. You kind of have to be when you cover crimes the way I do. Um, but I've always been very, very sensitive when it comes to, to grieving families. And when people hurt 
victims' families, especially people with big platforms, to make money, um, it, it just really, really gets me. You may remember the story of Gannon Stoke. The Colorado 11-year-old uh, was stabbed 18 times by his stepmother. He was hit in the head. He was shot. And then he was stuffed in a suitcase and left under a bridge in Florida. It was an awful, awful story. Trial got a lot of coverage, especially from true crime YouTubers. And I got to say, I know a lot of the podcasters out there. Most of them are really, really responsible. They're good people. They're ethical. They're victim-focused. But you know how it is. There are always bad apples in the group. Really, really bad apples who cross the line and exploit families, grieving families, to make money. I never even heard of this one YouTuber uh, there, Zav Girl, until a bunch of you started messaging me last night. She calls her YouTube page a true crime channel and writes in the description, I feel it's really important to give victims of these tragic crimes a voice when they don't have one. And she has almost 100,000 subscribers. But for some reason, Zav Girl thought it would be a good idea to put in a freedom of information request for little 11-year-old Gannon's autopsy photos. And they actually released the photos to her. Zav Girl then proceeded to post them on her Patreon account, which is an account attached to her YouTube page. And she charged her followers money to see the autopsy photos. For $3, you could see little Gannon's body. She was making money off of that little boy's autopsy photos. It shows the difference in like, he is covering things from a very professional standpoint and there's no rules for people that are covering it on YouTube. That's what I was about to say. Like the news has been covering horrendous shit since the dawn of time and they have made plenty of mistakes in their coverage and families have had many issues with it. But for the most part, there is a bottom of the barrel standard for them that they have to abide by. But Gannon's dad, actually was interviewed in one of these news stories and he was horrified by this. It is re-traumatizing. It's hard to, you know, we just finished the trial just over two months ago, Brian, and, and now we're having to kind of relive some of this stuff and, and not being able to put it behind us. Yeah, and I think for me, like what really pushed it over the edge was the charging the money um, I mean, obviously posting it alone would be disgusting, but then charging money to see those photos, it's just, it's really, really just awful. I, m the word I use to describe it is evil, Brian. Uh, in my, my opinion, it's just evil. Like, we, we, the world got enough information from the trial to have every discussion they want to have. Why do we need to go have a freedom of information request and pay for this kind of information and then dishonor my son by putting these photos out there like that. Like he said that it actually like makes me really, really sad because as a parent, I literally cannot fucking imagine. He said like, if you guys have been following the case, the one day I didn't show up to court was the day they showed his autopsy pictures. Because who would want to see that? And he's like, and to know that anyone can just go on YouTube now or Patreon or whatever and have access to my child's photos in this way is horrifying. I don't know how well you followed it, but the only day I chose not to come to the trial was the day that they showed the autopsy photos. Now I feel like I can't even go on YouTube 
without the possibility of accidentally coming across these photos. Well, and I think that's what got her to apologize. That's exactly, that's what I was gonna say. I think that's how we got to this point. I think that's important to note before we watch this apology. Notice the stark difference between the statement that Jesse read and how she sounds in this. Because in this, she's not like, well, I know some of you think it's inappropriate, but like, I think that it's interesting. I don't wanna give too much away, but like, Mm, that peeks through for me, but let's just watch it. Hi, everyone. If you're listening to this, then you likely know about the last few days. I want to apologize to everyone I've hurt, but especially Gannon's family. I've been doing some major soul searching and reflecting. There are many trying to define my motivations. And while I'm not looking for forgiveness or trying to make excuses, I do hope to provide additional context that has not been made clear. I have followed the Letitia Stout case closely. And it was actually during the trial that I made the official records request. And it was in El Paso County, Colorado. I requested all the video, audio, and written records. I made no request for autopsy photos. I wanted all trial records, but my main interests were interviews with Letitia. The autopsy photos just happened to be in the files. You would think, at, uh, from a normal person's standpoint, that if you received said autopsy photos then that you did not request and that you did not want allegedly, which I mean, I'm not saying that she wanted them, but like, if you got them, that doesn't mean you have to use them. Like the fact that she's like, I didn't ask for them. They were just given to me. Yeah, it's but then you put them to... behind a paywall. I'm like, bitch, are you kidding? In that moment when you got those files, you had a decision to make as a human being. I'm not talking as like a she true had dollar YouTuber. signs in her eyes. Well, that's the thing is like, no matter what you're thinking, you looked at those photos and instead of thinking like, holy shit, why the fuck would they send that to me? You had other thoughts and that's what led us here. Like, it's just, mm, it's just interesting. Yeah, it's like people don't really have to question your motivation too much when you put something on Patreon that you're now claiming you're like, I didn't even want it, mm -hmm. but like, but you used it. Yeah. So that doesn't really matter. I spent time reviewing what I received so I could provide more info from the trial. I believe many of my images were already shown during the televised trial. And I saw the photos on other public YouTube channels that live streamed the trial and shared the evidence. I didn't think any of the images were new. These photos were already public, although the video I put together with the coroner's voice was my own creation. Does that not sound a lot like the post that we read where it's just like in her head? Okay, this is, you have to remember, this is obviously edited, which I'm fine with. Some people just like, I edit, we edit the fuck out of this podcast. Like, I understand that. So that I don't care about, but she's obviously reading from a screen. Like she literally wrote out a script for this. And the fact that like she had to include this tidbit, I'm like, you know, behind the scenes, she's like, what the fuck are people so mad about? The photos are everywhere. That's not what we're worried about. Again, we have enough pitchforks to go around. We're talking about what the decision that you made with the evidence that you were provided. This is a child's life. It's not a fucking storyline. It's not someone you knew even, even if it was. Like, how could you sit there and just be like, well, it was on public YouTube channels. Like, you can still go right now. Like, that's kind of how she's saying it. She's trying to minimize it by acting like, well, I didn't do anything that everyone else didn't already do. And it's like, well, clearly you did, first of all, yeah. if everyone was so up in arms. This wasn't like so common that like, I have not seen these autopsy photos. That logic alone is so well, disturbing. And her logic is they showed this during the trial. I'm like, because they had to, because it was a trial. Which honestly, that brings me to like, I don't even think they should be publicizing the trials. I know. And this type of, yeah, I agree with that. I also find it interesting. I mean, I know it was Letitia's trial, but this is, 
Gannon's case. She's trying to act like she was leaning into what we were saying earlier that it's like we're more interested in like the psychology behind it and like what drove a person to do something so horrible and that has its own morbid curiosity that at least wouldn't be quite as exploitative of the victim. But this is not that and this is very clearly like ooh this is a good get. I should show people this because this is what people are going to want to see. No, no one wants to see this. And if by your definition, it's already out there and people have access to it at the tip of their fingers, why did you have to do it? Why did yeah. you need to put it out there as well? I don't get it. But anyway, let's continue. Great point. I chose to put the video on Patreon because of the sensitive nature of the evidence. Putting the evidence behind a paywall meant added security. And I naively thought they were. Or that it wouldn't public. get taken down. The video I created with a voice from the corn. Three dollars. Is that is that did I is that right? Like three dollars a yeah, month is $3. added security. You can find three dollars on your fucking couch. And also it's like, yeah, you couldn't put that on YouTube. That'd be taken down in a second. Like, are you joking? Wasn't meant to be shared outside of Patreon. And I chose not to put the photos on YouTube, a public forum, where the views would have allowed me because to make more money and the photos would be seen by more people. No! Are you joking? You think you could have monetized autopsy photos? We've been demonetized for putting a clip of Nick Fuentes in our video. Still not over that. Fuck that guy. Maybe she's relying on the fact that people don't know enough about YouTube to understand that this would never in a million years be monetized. Like, there's just no way that would ever go. Like, the people that she's saying that have this on their YouTube channel, guaranteed they're not making any money off of it. The video would have been taken down. Like, it wouldn't have just been demonetized. Oh, 100%. It would have been absolutely taken down. Yeah, and I think also, like, when you are trying to monetize something, you have to actually, like, go through this whole ad suitability element of it. It's like a whole separate tab where you have to say, I don't have this, 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 or this in my video. Yeah, it's a full checklist that you have to agree to in order to monetize your video. And if you lie on it, like, severely lie, you will start getting a bad rating by YouTube and your future videos will she be affected. She says severely because lie so, because it's like, we we maybe don't... Um, well, like, there's a fucking cursing tab on it. It's like, okay, I don't well, curse. And it's like, a lot of the things it's like, okay, well, if you just like mention it in passing, it doesn't feel like that's not the subject of the video. That doesn't require you yeah. to do that. Her things definitely don't qualify for like multiple of the checklist. There was no way she was making money on YouTube. This wasn't like her like giving up a revenue stream. And I find it like especially egregious that she's like, I could have made more money if I wanted to. It's like, that, oh God. Well, she's trying to act like <laughs> that wasn't no. her motive. And it's like, no, that that's bullshit, so. Because the video was placed behind a paywall, rumors about the images not being blurred or being different than what was shown in trial started to surface. No photos shows Weird. genitalia. I have made no jokes about the photos. I don't even cuss on my channel. And I would never allow derogatory <laughs> remarks about a victim. I would rather you fucking cuss every day of the week, sister. <laughs> Honestly, it wouldn't have been great if she made a joke, but if she didn't show autopsy photos, I think everyone would have preferred the oh joke. Oh my God. It's like, yeah, like I'd rather you be Bailey Sarian or whatever than fucking this. Genuinely. It's like, I, you have taken this so far and then the fact that you didn't realize it and you clearly still don't realize it because you're trying to minimize right? it by saying other people uploaded it and it was behind a paywall and I could have made more money. Like her cadence is just very like, yes, she is apologizing quote unquote she is saying the word she's going through the motions but her energy is very much like if i really wanted to make money i could have done it like y'all are fucking overreacting well, it's and like, it's like she's not even saying the right words i'm like at least dial it in what the fuck is I know, this and she wrote it down and is reading it so that makes it <sighs> worse i realized my intentions were not communicated well my channel style is sort of me hanging out with friends and speaking off the cuff and i did not articulate my reasons or think my decision through at this Why time, my Patreon website has been shut down. 
I am not sharing any of the photos or video anywhere. As of right now, her Patreon has been shut down. Not by her. Have you been silent or silenced? Like, she says it almost like, I why, took it Why did they shut down your Patreon? Yeah, it's just... Does, oh my God, does Patreon have like a terms in use? Of, of course. All creators sharing sexually explicit creations or creations that include nudity must obtain consent from each person depicted in their creations to verify each such person is over the age of 18. Which, I mean, that that right there, that doesn't even really apply to this, but it does because he was a minor and you're showing his fucking autopsy photos. And like, I feel like if you want to be an investigator extraordinaire, the very least that you can do if you're like trying to crack the case and like open all these things and add commentary is to do your due diligence with the victim's families. I feel like that's baseline standard for true well, crime. And the fact that she put out that other statement before any of this yeah. and was trying to be like, well, some people think he's wrong and some people don't. Who do you think thinks it's wrong his parents i definitely think that was the catalyst that got her to make this video but that even is insane to me because i'm like you needed him to say something well the thing is that she very much so in that first statement didn't at all even consider gaddon's family like that no, just no like i genuinely don't even think it crossed her no. mind at all and definitely not when she was making the video and putting it on patreon which i honestly that is the bigger problem here it's that she did feel so comfortable doing this nothing you see is from me nor will ever be to those who have supported me and followed my channel, and to the true crime community, which one? Sorry, I let you down. <laughs> I cannot imagine the pain. You confirming and like doubling down, in my opinion, on everything you said in your community post because you're literally saying like, you can find this on YouTube. Why the fuck is everyone coming for me? Like that's the vibe I'm getting. But also, her not saying where you can find, like, her not telling us what other channels. Wouldn't you want them to take it down too if you now thought it was right? Wrong? But like, you don't. So you're like, oh no, let them get their coin. But wait, they didn't because. You can't monetize that on YouTube. To those who have supported me and followed my channel and to the true crime community, I'm sorry I let you down. I cannot imagine the pain Gannon's family has gone through. My anger over what happened to Gannon is the reason I started following the case. I'm not this evil, heartless person like many are saying, but I'm also doing a lot of self-reflecting and I'm looking into sensitivity training. I did not want to add Oh my god. I did not see what? that. <laughs> Therapy? It's <laughs> What do you mean sensitivity training? I don't think you have any employees, girl. You don't work for a company. I was about to say, this is like, giving corporation who just got caught being racist. Yeah, like... <laughs> What are you saying? No, you need to go to therapy and see why you're so desensitized and thought this was okay. Oh my God, this isn't funny, but that actually got me right there. I was like, wait a second. What's she saying? This is like sensitivity training. Jesus, you're not tart. I did not want to add to the family's loss with anything I said or shared about this case. And it will be a you long time before it. I ever trust myself or my decisions again. To Gannon's family, I have no words that can make this better. No one should have to ever go through what you guys have been through. I am so very sorry for any pain that I have caused you. I hate, hate, hate that that is, I mean, I don't hate it because they deserve that. But that is the only point of that video where she made eye contact. It was. Because it's the only part that wasn't scripted. A lot of people saw that video and did feel like there was some ounce of genuineness to it. Like she was genuinely apologizing. Most people talking about the end there where she actually made eye contact. But someone noted on Twitter, and it's the case with a lot of situations like this where someone will say something, but then a lot of the things they're liking in the comments is a little bit suspicious when it comes to trying to see what their motive is. So she pinned this comment on her Oh apology. my God, someone in defense of Yes, her. she pinned this on the apology video. I don't know if it's still 
pinned. Let me actually just check. No, she has since taken down this pin, but this was pinned. And it says she did not sell autopsy photos on any site. Many of you were with. First of all, f sorry to interrupt, but false. You did. You just packaged them into a That's video. That's true. That's true. Many of you were whipped into a frenzy by an envious YouTuber who has already roasted Zav on seven live streams, propagating lies, trying to raise her own long stagnant sub count. Why should Zav apologize for a false narrative? Oh God. Zav had to explain what really did happen before taking responsibility and conveying her feelings towards the family. I see some pretty famous YouTubers blasting Zav for quote unquote, selling content when they all have their own Patreon sites for more sensitive discussions with their private paid memberships. This was pinned. This was pinned and hearted by her. Oh my God, that is insane. First of all, if there again was this person out there that's spreading up, you're really gonna not name drop them in this comment? I don't even know who the fuck they're talking about. Is there like some weird ass beep between true crime YouTubers? I don't know about it. To me personally, and that's what people were tweeting with this screenshot was like, everything you just said is bullshit. Everything you just said after you hearted that comment and I acted can't like this was some weird ass that. Yeah. And then, I mean, since took it down, obviously. But to me, I can sense her lack of genuineness in the video, but that confirmed it. And I was like, oh, gotcha. I, I see your motive. It's interesting because you you can't necessarily gauge the genuineness from her actual, like, talking and her, like, demeanor because she's reading. It's kind of robotic. <laughs> yeah. But, oh my God. Like, she's literally saying it's a false narrative when what's the false narrative? That you include a genitalia? No one cares about, I mean, yes, people care about that. But that's not the point point here. Even that mention of like people include like we would probably be included in that pool of like YouTubers that have sensitive discussions. I mean we don't have a paywall but discussions are not autopsy photos. And what's crazy about it is that like she didn't like she hearted it obviously but like she didn't just heart it like she was like you know what people need to see this. No she wanted people to yeah. see it. She was like oh well that's the take that everyone needs to have so like I want people to see that. the audacity. Oh my God. The audacity. It's insane. That's unreal. I really, that's the first time hearing about it. And wow, <laughs> fuck. Isn't that crazy? She's 10 times worse than I thought. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And it makes sense because when you look into situations like this, you're like, oh, now I see how we got here. Like, it's not a regular thing to do something like this, it's but never now I like, get it. She was making really respectful content and then suddenly she made a left. No, no, this was, this, this was, was bound gonna to happen. happen regardless. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, then she starts um, posting community tab posts about it being the apology video not being monetized girl we don't care <laughs> i mean and i'm like yeah but remember when you put the autopsy yeah oh, girl i mean like, let's focus on the issue here oh my god and then she even includes a screenshot to like show that she's not monetizing it see to me that's giving colleen's lawyers coming out and being like she did not sell the song but what about the other stuff like we're not talking about well, nobody cares it would have made it worse if she monetized her apology for sure i'm not saying it wouldn't have yeah but we don't care like that's not what we're talking so you already did the wrong it's thing. intentionally like, obtuse and that like bothers me. It irks me. I don't like yeah. that type of shit. Well, and just her being like, I'm so sorry for the pain I caused the family. I had no ill intentions. Again, we talk about a lot. Intentions versus impact. It's not the same thing. She can only move forward and learn from this. I'm sorry to everyone I hurt. No, you're not. You're sorry that people got mad and you want to backtrack to where you were okay covering all of this from still not a respectful standpoint, but you weren't including autopsy photos. Yeah, I don't know. I saw um, like Marky covering this and he was like, you know, she did sit down and apologize which like is I, I guess like at least she did that but upon watching it further I'm like no I don't even 
I mean, I, I was turned off to the apology as soon as she mentioned the YouTube shit. Like, no. Yeah. You weren't going to make more money. Stop acting like you didn't do this for some kind of attention, regardless of whether you thought that was going to get you more patrons or you just thought your patrons would like it and come back for more content later. Like, I'm glad she got caught for this because otherwise she probably would have kept doing it. She would have been like, oh my God, I can get autopsy photos? Shit. And then she would have started requesting Oh my them. God, I would hope not, but Because maybe. they're interesting. Oh my God. It's so unfortunate because it did blow up that, yes, like, it's not like we focused on Gannon's case or like Target, but it, he is the forefront of it. And it's just a shame to have something like this kind of taint even more like the waters surrounding his case. I don't know. I just think it's so fucked. Like, let that kid rest in peace and let it let it go. Yeah. And like from his dad's perspective, like he already has to deal with the entire just situation as it is. And then now he has something else to be angry about. It's like, just gross. No, let it leave him be. Yeah. Agreed. Anyway, that's the Zav Girl Saga. We will end things on a lighter note by making fun of Miranda Lambert, right? Yes, or, correct. No, I'm just yes, kidding. Yes. No, no, but yes, we accurate. are, but we're not. No, because I, this next video that we're about to watch, I saw it and I was like, the audacity. <laughs> yeah, literally, I saw it on TikTok because there's so many angles of this because this was filmed at a Miranda Lambert concert. If you guys don't know, Miranda Lambert is a country music singer who was married to Blake Shelton. Big news when he divorced her for Gwen Stefani. It was like the world was ending. I'm dying that you had to say, if you don't know who Miranda Lambert <laughs> I guarantee you. I do there are too. Many I know. That's who... one of the key points here. Oh, wait, you didn't know who Miranda Lambert was? No, no, I do. But like, oh. she's not fucking Taylor Swift. She's like, Kind of the Taylor's, not, no, she's not the Taylor Swift of the country world, but like, <laughs> like, come on. Anybody who has like even seen the voice once knows who Miranda Lambert is. Like, it's like, it's Blake Shelton's ex-wife. I'm just saying that Miranda Lambert doesn't strike me as someone that has like this very excess abundance of fans that she can be shitting on. She does. She does. Miranda Lambert is really, don't do her like that. I mean, after this video, I mean, I guess you can do her like that, but like, I mean, I'm just, also, she is big. I, I don't, I'm not a huge country fan. I know that she is big. I obviously, Obviously, if I know who she is, then she's clearly no. Someone. She's super big. Now, if you put a gun to my head and ask me to name a song, couldn't. <laughs> exactly. That's my point. So the fact that she's going to do this, what we're about to watch, is insane to me. I saw this on TikTok, and it was one of my moments where the secondhand embarrassment was a little bit overwhelming for me, and I was just kind of like, "Oh, why? Why are you, what doing, are you that? doing that? Why are you doing why? that? Stop! Stop!" <laughs> And it's funny because this is also during the time of like all the concert issues where people are throwing shit at people. So that's what I thought this was going to be. No. Yeah. Do you want to just play the video and we'll see this nightmare? Oh, did the selfie girls video come out? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I haven't seen that. Yeah, no, I sent it to you. You didn't. I you didn't, didn't see. see no, it? I thought you were sending me just the video that I had already seen. Oh. No, I sent later. I go, oh my God, this is what she was reacting to. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, So we have two parts to this. First, we have something bound to fall apart. I'm gonna stop right here for a sec, Danny. I'm sorry. These girls are worried about the selfie and not listening to the song. It's pissing me off a little bit. Shall we start again? Oh my god. 
if you missed that, that is Miranda Lambert stopping pretty much immediately after starting a song and then scolding, not that it would make it any different, but it's not like a bunch of like young girls taking selfies. She scolds like grown women taking a group photo together, which we have their angle too. That's what that? I, I have not seen this. I was wanting the, I'm like, who took a selfie? I need to see this selfie. Like I need to know what happened. So here's a TikTok and it's someone posting a reply to a comment that says unprofessional and petty to pick on her own fans. Not like there was something unsafe going on. What a dumbass. It shows this girl's Instagram who <laughs> puts the caption as these are the two pictures we were taking when Marina Lambert stopped her concert and told us to sit down and not take selfies. The first one is literally them like separate. It's this group of grown women and they're clearly in like a VIP like bottle service area too. So they pay top dollar for these tickets. It's a Vegas re uh, residency. So honestly, these people might not even be huge Miranda Lambert fans. Maybe it was just something they all were like, oh, that's something to do on Saturday. Oh my God, they're parted. So you can see Miranda Lambert in the background and it's them like trying to show like they're having a good time at this concert that they probably paid way too much money for. And I just want to say like for people again, cause there's going to be people who are like, oh, people are overreacting. Like they were, you know, not paying attention to the concert, whatever. In the video that we just watched, it's actually more extended and maybe we could find an, and insert it here. People started walking up and leaving and saying you don't treat fans like that like you hear them saying that <sighs> as they're walking away and people just start getting up and leaving i mean i don't think i would leave a concert for that but i would definitely be like that's weird like what do you do it in that environment people at least enough people understood like they caught that vibe and then also i don't know if you have it but there are clips of her in this residency, like people were doing the beach ball thing, you know, where you like- That she popped one of the balloons. And she fucking stabs it. Like Ethan Klein's dad was stabbing fucking balls at the baseball games. Also, what are you now, doing? I'm sure that especially in a Vegas residency as opposed to like a tour, you're gonna get, again, like these ladies may not have even been fans of her. Like it could have just been like something to do. And maybe they're not gonna be the most respectful, but like- Or sober. <laughs> or sober, definitely. But also like you have a fucking- Vegas residency and they paid to be there. You don't get to control what they do when they're there. If there were phones and photos allowed, then they didn't do anything wrong. Well, and also like this beach ball thing that we're going to watch, it's like, okay, yes, I can see how if you're performing, it's annoying that a beach ball is rolling around, but also let your security take care of that. You don't need to stab it on stage, you freak. <laughs> what? Here let's, here, let's see it. I have a question. Um, What's your question? Is she singing country music? Uh, I assume. She says it a thousand times. <laughs> She's like, we're here to sing country. Girl, we fucking know why you're here. The stabbing the beach ball definitely felt a little extreme. It feels like she's trying to be like cool and like stand up to the man or whatever. But I'm like, but these are your fans. The beach ball thing didn't sh like, is the beach ball like a part of the show? Like don't have them then. Yeah, I'm wondering. I'm like, I doubt someone just randomly brought in exactly. a beach ball like, from outside. That feels like an oversight on your part. If they did, again, that would be on security to get. Like, I, it's just not a good 
look. And then also people started like coupling in a ton of videos of like huge artists like Adele and Taylor Swift and Harry Styles bending down to be in people's photos that they see taking them. It's also important to note like when you're on stage, the lights are like beaming in your face. You can maybe see the front like two to three rows. You cannot see beyond that. The fact that like that bothered her so much. It's like, girl, you. it's so easy to just like zone out and just focus and sing. They weren't being loud. They weren't screaming. They were taking a picture to commemorate them being there. It's just not a good look. I don't know. I have another video. This is a tweet that says, Miranda stopping songs because of people showing a lack of respect. The greatest hits. And there's four options to watch. Hold on, y'all. Something's bothering me. Excuse me. You have your back turned to this song, and I don't like that. Busted, but we're not gonna throw shit tonight. Okay, well, that's fine. Not doing this song. Alright, I'm not gonna have you stealing our show tonight, honey. You're gonna have to listen These girls are worried about their selfie and not listening to the song. It's pissing me off a little bit. The throwing totally get the yeah, other ones it's valid. like girl it feels like she gets off on like talking down to the people at her concerts it's not like she's like punching someone or something horrible but at the same time it's kind of egregious when you take into account the amount she gets paid for these performances and the amount that people paid to I go was gonna to these say, performances. and the amount that people paid yeah and what you said like she probably can't see them super clearly so it's not like super well I mean obviously she can't because she said they were taking a selfie and that's not even what they were doing that might be just a boomer thing like that she's calling a picture a selfie <laughs> possibly but also it could be because she's basing it off of just seeing like a flash and she couldn't really see anything else because I did see a video that defends her and it's saying that this started several minutes before Miranda stopped the show and then continued with more people and flash into Tin Man which was distracting to everyone around them during one of the most powerful moments everyone around them was happy Miranda addressed it which seems contrary to what you said that people were like leaving but so in this video you can see that there's like very quick flashes from when they took the photos okay so it's showing someone take their photo and that there's a flash. I can't even see it. Isn't in that... some of them. Oh, okay. I see the flash. I see the flash. Wait, but that doesn't even seem, I mean, maybe I need to put my glasses on, but that doesn't even seem like the girls who were taking the photo. No, you, you can see, you can see them. They're, they're posing. Oh, they're there? That's them? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I do see them. But it still doesn't seem like they, it's not like they were like, <laughs> they didn't have like a fucking strobe light out. There's two sides to this. Number one, it's not proper theater etiquette to take flash photography. And from what I understand, because I've been to a few Vegas shows, you are not supposed to do that. Like that is for sure. You're not supposed to take pictures, especially not with flash. Really not at all. Like you're not supposed to take pictures of the performance. Um, but at the same time, just the way she handled it is just a little bit off-putting. And again, obviously it was off-putting to the people that were there because it was people getting up and leaving. So yeah. her attitude did not hit with all of the crowd. Obviously, some of the people were defending her and I see both sides of the coin, but I don't know. Again, she didn't like freaking commit a crime. It, it just was like, oh girl, like that was not the vibe. We weren't there, so I, I don't know what happened. If they were genuinely like flash photography for like an extended yeah. period of time, sure, get mad at them. But it, I just like, 
Is that what happened? But then you have, again, you have fucking Adele, who has a Las Vegas residency, who's going around grabbing people's phones to take pictures with them. There's just two different types of people. That's all. Like, I'm not saying that Miranda Lambert has to put up with things as a performer that she feels is disrespectful to her, especially like those people throwing glow sticks and shit. I think that's fucked up, obviously. But I just think that she's a little bit interesting with her delivery of her not being pleased with certain situations. And you would think like if you had concerns about like flash photography or like beach balls that you put in your show, for example, those are things to like give security a heads up for, to watch out for. Yeah, go bitch at like people who work for you who should be preventing certain And have them be the bad guy. Why would you want to do that? You should absolutely have staff that's aware that this is what I don't like and they could go up to those people and be like, hey, you got your picture. We need you to sit down. And that would have been that and it wouldn't have taken away from your performance. You stopped the whole damn song, girl. And the fact that she's done it multiple times. I just like compare that to one when you search Miranda Lambert. One of the first videos that came up was actually just a video of Adele and it was her... um. <laughs> seeing that someone was taking a video or a picture and then she started like casually twerking. But then also I think of like the Taylor Swift one where she was just yelling at security because she was defending her fans. It's like that's where most artists are lying in that spectrum is that they're yelling at their own employees because of how they're treating their fans. They're not yelling at the fans that bought the tickets to their show. I do think that the flash photography, I could see how that's annoying as a performer, but at the same time, I don't think personally that that justifies the outcome here, like embarrassing them and like having people be so off put by it that they leave. But anyway, um, regardless, we hope you enjoyed this episode and our two little, two little topics. One was definitely heavier, but um, I'm glad we ended it on this note. And um, yeah, that's it. That's all we have for you today. What day is it? Um, So this is going up fr Friday. Friday. So hopefully you're watching this on Friday and we didn't run into any other technical difficulties. And that's it. We'll see you on Monday yeah. for episode 64. Yes. Exciting. Okay. Bye. Bye.